It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Let's go on out to the KOA Common Spirit Healthline and welcome our next guest tonight. Uh, may or may not be humming along to the tomb right now, the Denver Nuggets reporter for the Gazette, Vinny Benedetto. Vinny, thank you for joining us tonight during a very busy Nuggets period. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Thank you. I uh, wanted to get into it. Obviously not the result we were hoping for. Uh, Five-game road trips would make anybody weary. Uh, were you expecting this sort of one-sided affair for the Nuggets on their last bit of their road trip? I, I can't say I was expecting that, but uh, yeah, I mean, you look back at, at the road trip as a whole now. They went three and through that five-game trip. Obviously started with that, that frustrating loss in Philadelphia, then they rattled off three in a row. Um, but yeah, you know, Tonight just felt like one of those games where, where the Nuggets were feeling, you know, obviously they're, they're a game away from getting home for, for a few days here. Um, and, uh, you know, people have pointed out that, you know, maybe New York's not the best city to have uh, a day off in before a game when you're, when you're already feeling the effects of, of a long road trip. You know, Vinny, it's interesting to watch these Nuggets uh, play on this five-game uh, East Coast road trip, but I know how tiring that can be, especially – you know, New York City, city that doesn't sleep. But one thing that uh, I know Coach Malone always harps on is it's about effort. And when you see the fact that the Nuggets, when it came to fast break points, I mean, 23 to 5, I mean, to me, isn't that all effort when you really look at it? Yeah, and I think that number's pretty closely tied to the uh, to points off turnovers as well. And, and the Nuggets turned it over 19 times tonight. New York had had 26 to vibe advantage in points off turnover. So I think there's a lot of crossover there. Um, so, and I think, and I think that turnover number just shows maybe the mental fatigue side of things. So you've got, you've got kind of both things working there from a tired standpoint where, you know, the decision making didn't appear crisp. And, and then when things went south offensively, it didn't appear like they really had it in them physically to get back in and make it tough on the Nixon transition either. Uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic had combined for 60 or more points in three straight games. You, you already talked about the wear down, the weariness, the long road trip. But I don't want to discount the Knicks. And, and did they ha just have too much defensively to really stifle that connection to, to watch it kind of come to fruition tonight? I mean, yeah, the Knicks do have, have a lot uh, of great defenders, especially on the, the perimeter. But, you know, they were without, uh, you know, two centers tonight in, in Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, and, and, you know, they, they didn't have an answer for Joker who made 13 of his 18 shots. So, um, you know, I know it's something that you can't just spam over and over again. I mean, I guess they could, but it's just not really, 
in in line with the Nugget style of play to to just do that. Um, but yeah, they they definitely made it tough on Jamal tonight for sure. The Nuggets went five for twenty six from downtown. It, do you feel as though they get outside of themselves because they try to match shot from shot with other teams once there's a massive deficit? Yeah, well, I think that was the case tonight. Um, you know, the the Knicks come out incredibly hot in three, build a, a double digit lead in the first, you know, five or so minutes of the game. And, and then at that point, it kind of felt like, uh, you know, the Nuggets didn't quite have the energy to, and, and the Nuggets are, are just not typically a, a very strong driving team. I think they're maybe last in the league in, in drives per game. So that's just not really their bread and butter. Um, but, you know, when you're physically tired, it, it just feels a lot easier to uh, stand on the perimeter and, and take jump shots. Um, and, and, you know, tonight, obviously, I think there were, there were some tired legs, and it was just an off-shooting night for a few guys. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are a more experienced team now, and uh, before tonight, they were half a game out of the top spot there in the West, but it's hard to deny the value of the one seed, provided that the last time of around, it was so um, impactful for their run to the championship. How important to you is it for a team, uh, for them to reach that point here as we kind of cross the midpoint of the season? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the one seed is all that important to the Nuggets. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's something that they should, um, you know, really chase down the final uh, 35, 40 games of the regular season. You know, what we saw at last year's playoffs is that they are really good at home, but they were able to win at least one road game in, in all four of their postseason series last year as well. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to see them drop, you know, below four in the Western Conference, but I think. You know, uh, you know. I, I think if they could finish two through four in the West, I think they they'd live with that. Just knowing how comfortable they are at home, and then you know they they've displayed the ability to to win on the road in the postseason as well. So, Vinny, I was looking at these uh, voting results for the the NBA All Star, and I'm looking at the the, the rankings for, for the guards, and, and I see the player ranking is eight for Jamal, and fan ranking is thirteen. And we're talking about Jamal. Murray, who was a key part of the Nuggets winning their first NBA title, is there still such a thing as a level of disrespect being shown towards Jamal, even with what he has shown as far as being able to bring a title back to Denver? Yeah, maybe from from a fan perspective, but I think that you know a lot of that has to do with you know just market size and, and you know Jamal's case this year has has been hurt by uh, availability. You know he missed you know, handful of games with, with a hamstring strain and then had lingering ankle injury. So I feel like he's a guy who, you know, I think a lot of people would assume that if he was able to, to carry his form from last year or last summer's playoffs into, into this regular season, that this would have been his, his first all-star season. Um, but I think that that hamstring injury kind of impacted his ability to uh, kind of find his rhythm as the season went along and, and like maximize his, his conditioning. Um, so I don't know how much, you know, disrespect it is from the fans. I think, you know, he, it's just going to be a, a tough case because that, that group of guards in the Western conference is, is pretty loaded with all-stars. Uh, Peyton Watson is an unbelievable shot blocker. He was proving that again tonight. But on top of that, his defense, uh, he's been much of a powerhouse. Can you let me know what the key is to his continued success as an elite defender and going forward, how that could play out uh, maybe in his second season as he gets more underneath him? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the part of his game that he puts a lot of pride in. And, you know, he, he didn't get consistent minutes. You know, he was, he was the guy who played his most at the end of the regular season when the Nuggets, you know, had, had their seed pretty much locked up and they were giving guys nights off. But uh, it feels like for most of this season, he's embraced the idea that his minutes are going to be, you know, the, the number of minutes he gets is going to be dictated by his impact on the defensive end. Um, you know, just knowing Coach Michael Malone, that's that's one thing he's going to put a lot of stock into, especially for young guys, is, is how they're performing on the defensive end. And, you know, Peyton's really bought into that side of his game. And, uh, you know, I think we're just kind of starting to see the potential he's got defensively. You know, I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope has challenged him to be uh, an all-NBA defender uh, at some point here in the near future. So I think it's a mix of He's got a great frame for it. He's got really solid instincts. He's not afraid to get dunked on, which, you know, some guys will make business decisions, but, uh, you know, that's not Peyton Watson. And so I think it's just a mix of, of all the things, and he's, he's really starting to figure it out. So, Vinny, I, I will be remiss if I didn't ask you this question, but I'm going to take it back to the days of uh, the playground where everyone is trying to pick and choose which players they're going to add to their team. So I know we're talking about guard play and all-star uh, voting, and when I think about Jamal and how well he played, uh, there is another guard who's going to, who's in that starting lineup, that starting rotation for the all-star, Chai Gilders Alexander. If you, if I had to, if I ask you, if you were starting a team, which guy would you want? Which guy would you take? Shy or Jamal? Yeah, at this point, I think it's got to be SGA. He's, you know, obviously youth is, is a part of it, but he's just, he's a little bit bigger and he's, he's got his offensive game already figured out. You know, obviously, you know, I think we'd see Jamal put up, you know, if he wasn't playing alongside Joker and he was, he was a number one scorer elsewhere. We'd probably see him put up better numbers, but what, what SGA has done so far this season and last season, I think he's, you know, he's, if not the best guard in the Western Conference, he's number two. So I think, you know, these days it's got to be SGA. Um, Jamal obviously has, has done it in the playoffs at a level that SGA hasn't, but, you know, if we're just talking night in, night out in the regular season right now, I think SGA is, is, is regarded as, as, as a better player. Speaking of any Benedetto, Denver Gazette, uh, the Celtics seem like a juggernaut, and I know that you were there for that game, but uh, what are the odds the Nuggets run into either the Sixers or the Bucks with the next few games serving as kind of a NBA Finals preview? Yeah, I mean, I think those are definitely the, uh, the three best bets if, if, if the Nuggets are able to, to get out of the Western Conference and return to the Finals. It's probably going to be one of those three teams, so yeah, that, that Boston game, I think, was, was a really important win for Denver just because it came off that loss in Philadelphia and Michael Malone challenged his team that, you know, they were up six in the final five or six minutes of that game against the Sixers and let that one get away. Um, and so a couple nights later, Malone challenged his team to be the first to go into Boston and beat the Celtics on their home court. And, you know, it was, it was a really gritty, gutty performance for them to do that. So I think that was... Um, yeah, a nice little confidence boost after after that frustrating game in Philadelphia, and now with uh, the Bucks and Sixers coming here, I think you know, especially Saturday against Philadelphia, uh, coming off tonight's performance, and you know the the individual battle between Embiid and Nikola Jokic for that MVP. I think you know they they might treat Saturday's game uh, against Philadelphia like they did uh, the Boston game a week or so ago. 
You know what, Vinny, that's really interesting because watching tonight's game, I was wondering that, yeah, you know, there's a long five-game East Coast trip, but knowing as though you, you started off against Philly, you booking in, and then that, that game against the Sixers again on Saturday, wondering if the Nuggets players were kind of resting up saving themselves for that game because I know it's a very important game for a lot of reasons because Joel Embiid, when he when the 76ers typically come to Denver, he typically doesn't play. So could there be a possibility they were just kind of reserving, you know, preserving their energy rather for that game on Saturday? Yeah, I, I don't know if they went into the game like that, but then when you couple it with, you know, the Knicks building a double-digit lead in, in the first five minutes and, and getting it to almost... 20 or 21 at halftime, then I think it was time to, you know, they, they made the executive decision to kind of uh, pace themselves, we'll call it, because it's not really, you know, they have a full day off, but that, that Saturday game is an afternoon game, so they'll get back to Denver uh, pretty late tonight. I'm guessing they'll have a day off tomorrow, and then it's, you know, up at them Saturday uh, against the Sixers, so um, you know, I'm sure they would have loved to win tonight and finish that road trip four and one. But with the game 36 hours later, I think as as that game went on tonight, and we saw this with you know Malone's decisions in the fourth quarter, I think as it went on and it kind of just got away from them, they kind of they they regulated their their intensity, I guess. The last one I have for you: the the trade deadline is right around the corner. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about what the Nuggets are in, in need of and what the chances are of a move made by uh, February 8th? Yeah, I think if you're looking for, for places to upgrade this roster right now, it's got to start with a backup center. Um, you know, this time last year, the Nuggets were, were just settling in on who their second unit point guard was going to be because the Bones Highland situation had kind of soured, and, and they really just kind of committed to, to Bruce Brown as the backup point guard. Around this time last year, this year, I think I think the biggest question is is how they handle the minutes Jokic is on the bench, and we've seen that split between Zeke Naji and DeAndre Jordan, and neither one of those guys have have really made that role their own. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a tough needle to thread because the Nuggets just don't have very many tradable con- contracts. I don't think you're going to see them. You know, they're not going to break up the starting five, especially just to get back a, a backup center. Um, and then it comes down to you've got young guys with a lot of potential. I'm not sure, you know, if, if it's worth giving up on a Christian Brown or a Julian Strother just to, to get a, a backup center, especially when you look at what they did last year in the playoffs. You know, they, they used Aaron Gordon for a lot of those minutes. They didn't really have a traditional backup center. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be tough, I think, for them to make a a meaningful move, uh, meaningful trade before the deadline, just given the the situation the roster is in. And I'm not even sure how much uh, a backup center will even you know maximize this team's potential. Uh, absolutely, Vinny. We really appreciate your time tonight. Have a great evening and go Nuggets, uh, Vinny Benedetto, Denver, Colorado Springs Gazette. You can follow him on Twitter, v Benedetto. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on.